0: Welcome to today's edition of The Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM The Word. I'm Roberta Foster. And today I welcome Amy DiMarcangelo to Author's Corner. She's written the book Go and Do Likewise: A Call to Follow Jesus in a Life of Mercy and Mission, which is published by Crossway. And she'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. I'll tell you just a little bit about Amy. She is the author of Of Another book called A Hunger for More And a regular contributor At the Gospel Coalition She also writes about discipleship Mission and books At her website EquippedForMercy.com She's a graduate student At Westminster Theological Seminary And lives in New Jersey With her husband and three children Amy, thank you so much For being with us on Author's Corner
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, go and do likewise. We have the Great Commission that tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. So how does your book uh, coordinate with the Word of God there?
1: A few things. One, it's really important for Christians to see that part of the Great Commission to go and tell the world of you know the good news of Jesus Christ and to make disciples and to teach all that Christ has, has taught is that um, part of discipleship, so just within the church, is teaching uh, new believers how to follow God. Like, what's it mean to grow into Christ likeness? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to um, apply the ethics of God's kingdom? And so sort of rooted in that uh, as a, uh, an irreplaceable and inseparable aspect of evangelism, is that we are all called to emulate God's heart of compassion, mm-hmm. and justice, and mercy. And so our deeds of mercy are really tied to the Great Commission because it is a reflection of who God is and the God we serve. And Jesus makes us really clear as well in his parable of the Good Samaritan. So there's a lawyer who challenges Jesus and says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Mm-hmm. And Jesus responds in a way, you know, he says, well, love God and, and love others and obey the commandments and, and you will, um, you know, and, and, and you will be right with God. And the, the lawyer is like, well, I've done all that, but who's my neighbor? And he says it, it's not in a teachable, like, I want to know, God, who are you calling me to care for? It's mm-hmm. really coming in judgment, like, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus tells us parable of the good Samaritan, which would have one offended the listeners because the Samaritan was like the good guy in the story, and the Samaritans were hated by the Jews. Mm-hmm. So God kind of choos- Jesus chooses a, a very unexpected hero of the story. Um But as he shares, you know, he tells about a man who who is attacked and and then is passed by by religious people who walk Mm -hmm. by him, and then the Samaritan is the one who shows him mercy, and he shows generosity, he shows care and compassion. At the end of telling this parable, Jesus says, like, so who proved to be a neighbor? And the lawyer, I think, probably bitterly was like, well, the one who showed mercy. And Jesus Mm -hmm. says, now you go and do likewise. Mm -hmm. So, going and doing likewise is part of fulfilling the great commandment to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's crucial to the church's testimony to the world about what it means to follow God and what it means to show what our God is like. So that is sort of the premise um, of the book is that mercy and mission cannot be separated. And, we can look elsewhere
0: into the the picture of the entire world and realize there's a huge need all over the world. Uh, But there's also a great need in our neighborhood, isn't there?
1: Yes. Yeah. So that um, I think that's another really important key point that I try to hit in the book is a lot of times when Christians think of mission – And even think of the mercy aspect of mission, the doing good works of mercy, we think of people across the ocean. So it's maybe people in remote parts of the world who don't have any medical care, or people, um, you know, orphans in one part of the world, or unreached people groups. And we can forget that God has placed His people in specific times, at specific points in history, Mm -hmm. for specific reasons. So there are neighbors in need in our own communities, and that doesn't mean we don't care about what's happening globally, because God's mission is a global mission, so I think we should always care about what's happening globally, but a lot of times how we're going to serve and reach people will be through relationships, Mm. so we need to be able to see what are the needs in my own community. And that's going to even range. It's not just like, well, if you're in America, here's what the needs are, because that's going to be different if you're in a rural setting, if sure. you're in a city setting, if I'm in the suburbs. So the needs and even the types of people, you might have a lot of elderly people in your community, or you might mm-hmm. have a, a high uh, rate of children with special needs. like even those needs can range based on where we're living. Mm. And so it's really important for the Christian to kind of look at, okay, where has God put me Mm -hmm. and what resources has God given me, both financial resources and just our skills, our jobs? Mm -hmm. Like, what opportunities has God given me um, to be able to care for my neighbors in need and to show His compassion, to show His mercy, to show His justice, ultimately, so I can point to the good news of Jesus Christ and our King who is going to come and make all things new. How can I reflect that kingdom here and now?
0: Mm, Amen Well we have more to talk about With Amy DiMarcangelo Regarding her book Go and Do Likewise A Call to Follow Jesus In a Life of Mercy and Mission It's a book published by Crossway And you're listening to Author's Corner And I'm Roberta Foster Uh, One of the things you bring out In your book is that Gratitude is crucial To our ability to show
1: mercy To others And why is that so? If gratitude isn't what's fueling us, and and not just gratitude in the sense of oh, I've been um, you know blessed with material goods, so I want to be grateful and share, but really gratitude for God's great mercy to us—a gratitude that sees Jesus, you know, humbled Himself and became a man, lived a life I couldn't live, died on the cross, paid for my sins, and has now it given me this promise of an internal inheritance Mm -hmm. with him. Gratitude for his work should be the fuel that drives our mission because we don't want it to be guilt, which is easy to be Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, you're not starving like other people, so you should share your food. Guilt motivation doesn't last long and it can be a crushing weight Mm. because there's always going to be people who have it worse than us. So that can make it really hard for us to uh, find joy in caring for others because it's it's just something that we're trying to, it's almost like we're operating out of like a survivor's guilt. Like, well, because I'm not facing these bad things, I'll, I guess I should care for the people who are. But gratitude helps us serve others with joy. It helps us serve others with humility because um, I think sometimes maybe some of the things that prevent us from caring for our neighbors the way that we should is that we can kind of have self-righteousness of well, they created their own situation, or I don't owe them anything. Mm-hmm. And um, and we can judge how people have come to maybe the difficult places that they're in. And so I think gratitude recognizes that everything we have is ultimately a gift from God. Mm-hmm. And, and it recognizes the great mercy and kindness God has bestowed upon us. So then it's just going to be it helps us freely open our hands to others, freely serve others. It helps us not then be um, upset when, you know, if we we only want to help the vulnerable who are these perfectly innocent people, well, we'll never find anyone because there are no perfectly innocent people. Like everyone's Mm -hmm. a sinner. So we even need to have this humility to know, like some of the people we serve, maybe sometimes we're going to be confronted with, Their own sin. And how do Mm. I continue being gracious and caring through that? Because God is gracious and caring to me even when I sin. Um, So just recognizing God's grace to us and his kindness to us in every spiritual, Mm. um, physical, uh, material way, all the ways God has blessed us just helps us live open handed and loving and extravagant towards others and it and it prevents us from burning out because guilt motivation does burn us out um but being motivated with gratitude just is just the fuel that keeps us going when it's hard and when it can be discouraging um Gratitude keeps us going.
0: Amen. Well, in Chapter 7 of your book, it's entitled, Our Homes Are a Base for Mercy. So tell us a little bit of what you have in that chapter.
1: So that chapter is sort of twofold. One is the importance of how we orient our household. So whether you are a parent and it's how you're discipling your children, or maybe you have some roommates who are fellow believers, where it's important for us to think through mercy as not just something that like, oh, I go and volunteer once a week or, or a couple times a year, but that it's, it needs to be this thing that is an orientation of our whole household okay. where we think, how can we sow to patterns and rhythms in our life that are going to enable us to um, pursue compassion and justice and mercy in everyday life? So then that will impact Um, Another big thing I hit in that chapter is just hospitality. How do I welcome people into my home? Mm. And it's, I think it's easy for us to sometimes think of hospitality just as, you know, fellowship with other believers. And that's certainly a good thing um, to do, but hospitality actually the the root word of that is phillozinia, which is the love of strangers. So showing hospitality actually means that we are taking strangers in um, and, And taking in the forgotten and the overlooked and the disparaged and the vulnerable and welcoming them into our homes and into our lives. So when I view, I used to kind of think like mission is what I do out there. Mm -hmm. And then my home is my domain. Like This is where I come to be refreshed. This is my time. And I just, God convicted me that like, no, it's not mine. Um, it doesn't mean we can't, you know, protect specific times for sure. just building with our families, but that I want to view my home as, hey, my home has been given to serve God's mission. This is a home base where I, yeah, I get strengthened to keep doing the mission, but I also want to welcome people into my mm-hmm. life and that I am welcoming and that I'm welcoming people into my home who it might feel uncomfortable to welcome in. Mm-hmm. It might feel awkward. It might be hard. Um you might risk, you know, when when you're inviting someone over, you even risk them not wanting to come over, so that can feel like, a sting of rejection. But this is part of the mission, is being a welcoming place to others, um, and that that's just part of showing, you know, Christ came—what's uh, key for us to remember is, like, Jesus didn't just love us from afar and do good to us from afar. He came to dwell with us. Right. And He's going to return— and, dwell, and we will dwell, he will dwell among us as our God, and we will dwell with him as his people. So the mission has to be this this relational thing. It's not just, oh, I donate groceries, or I donate, um, and I think doing donations is great. I think generosity is key to also emulating the, the heart of Christ. So I'm not knocking those things. But that in addition to those things, I'm also welcoming people into, like, the intimacy of my own home, because I want to build a relationship with them. There you go.
0: Well, uh, I have been talking with Amy DiMarcangelo about her book, Go and Do Likewise. Amy, tell our listeners how they can find out more about this book and the others that you've written.
1: Yeah, so both of my books were published by Crossway. So if you go to crossway.org, you can order them there. Go and do Likewise, End a Hunger for More. They're on Amazon, wherever books are sold. But also, if you go to my website, which is mercycom And until the end of the year, all 100% of the proceeds I get from book sales, I will be donating to relief work at the border. So if I feel like cool. that's kind of a win-win-win. You get a book, but also know that your money is going to be donated to um, churches uh, that are caring for vulnerable people at the border. Fantastic! Um, that's kind of a, a fun way for you to get my book and spread the word. So if you go to equipformercy.com, that would be my preferred way for you to purchase, but they're available wherever books are sold.
0: Alrighty. So one more time, the book today is Go and Do Likewise, A Call to Follow Jesus in a Life of Mercy and Mission. And we've been talking with Amy DiMarcangelo, and we certainly do thank Crossway for giving us a copy of the book to talk about. Amy, thank you so much for sharing your heart with our listeners today. Thanks so much. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, you can find Find it on your favorite podcast platform or through kneo.org. This is Roberta Foster on the Author's Corner. Join me again next time.